Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's playoff time. And you know what that means. Big stakes and even bigger promotions. Every day of the basketball playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. Want to know the best part? It's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings' free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 2, Episode 49, or at least I believe it's Episode 49, and it's me, James, doing another solo pod as Andy is enjoying his time upstate uh, over Memorial Day weekend, so uh, happy Memorial Day to everyone out there listening. Uh, It is currently just all rain. It's the wettest Memorial Day I've I, I, I can't even recall uh, a Memorial Day weekend in which it rained more because I don't think it would be possible. It hasn't stopped. It literally was like Friday night through right now, just torrential downpour. So, uh, you know, the I guess the trees and the plants and stuff are, are loving it, but it's absolutely miserable. I just got back from a wedding in Rhode Island and just sat in five and a half hours of uh, traffic both ways there just for the night. Um, so that wasn't ideal. So looking looking at my phone all night, I didn't get a chance to actually watch any of the games last night, but holy, holy shit, man. Montreal, Toronto, going to a game seven. If Toronto doesn't win this game, I don't even know 
I don't even know what the city is going to do. It's going to burn down. I mean, having a 3-1 series lead, Montreal plays a great home game. They get back into this series, and it was a, a win in which, you know, Montreal kind of crawled over the finish line there. They were up early, big. Toronto came back, and they won in overtime. You know, it happens. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where, actually, you know what? That game was on the road because that was game five, I believe. I got to actually, I'm like so backwards right now, hungover, jugging water right now. So last night was the Canadians home game, 3-2 in overtime. I got to even see how this this came out because <clears throat> the game four that was I that was I was just explaining. I mean, that was a wild game, but what can you do? I mean, the Canadians, you know, they came out with a big lead, and I told you, you know, the Maple Leafs, I said this earlier, if the Maple Leafs can't score out of their problems, then, you know, they're going to be in trouble because in the playoffs, teams, you know, things get tight and, and, and teams collapse and they don't give you the grade-A scoring chances. And and I know, you know, the Maple Leafs are, are you know, dynamic with their offense and their scoring ability, but sometimes the well runs dry and you got to have a plan B. And it seems like the Maple Leafs, you know, if they can't outscore their problems, uh, it, it falls apart. And uh, what a wild game. 2-2 in the third, 0-0 after first and second. That was unbelievable. I can't believe I missed that game. But, uh, oh, and they came back again and got it into overtime. Oh, my God. So the Maple Leafs are really kind of just, uh, you know, battling back in regulation. And then, you know, like once again, the Canadians get it done in overtime. Pretty impressive. Uh, I can't wait for that game seven. I really hate the scheduling, though, because I, 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 was, I think I was talking to Andy about this. Like, if you're gambling and you want to put out a gambling blog, it's it's absolutely insane. Uh, you're, you're talking about round one and then series around two and, you know, Boston Islanders are going to have, you know, their game two at the same time Montreal and Toronto have their round one game seven. It's just, it's, it's a mess right now. Um, but, you know, looking, you know, I, I did another blog, uh, basically posting, you know, what I think, uh, is going to happen in the second round. So with, with everything going on right now, uh, with Boston, New York, you got Carolina and Tampa, and right now it's uh, Vegas and Colorado, which is uh, to no surprise. I know uh, I took uh, the Blues over Colorado, but that was just more of me, you know, picking off based off the line and rather than picking the team who I think is going to win. So uh, I guess I'll get into that. We'll start in the West Coast with the Juggernauts. We have the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Colorado Avalanche. Now these two teams. I mean, it's no surprise that they're meeting in the playoffs. I think everyone was expecting this. I'm just, I'm just shocked to see where the two teams are at because I thought Vegas was going to have no problem with Minnesota. Minnesota took them to Game 7, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, and, and looking at where Colorado's coming from, a clean sweep where they weren't tested at all, I'm a little bit more worried about Colorado coming off the sweep than I am Vegas having to go seven with Minnesota uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, I always love a team that's battle-tested. I think anyone who watches the NHL playoffs knows that you know there are tough matchups and there's tough series, but that doesn't necessarily mean you know, you're know you going to be dragging ass the next round. I think uh, teams that are battle-tested, uh, teams that had to work for their 
um, you know, uh, work for their victories, end up coming out on top. And you know, looking at the line for the Vegas Golden Knights in Colorado, I was a little, a little shocked. I thought it was going to be more even, but it was Colorado at minus two hundred and the Vegas Golden Knights at plus one sixty. So, for anyone that doesn't know anything about gambling, it would take two hundred dollars to win a hundred betting on Colorado. It would take a hundred dollars to win $160 if you bet on the Golden Knights, and, and that's for the series. So I'm taking the Golden Knights. I know it's another dog up against Colorado, but I think this isn't a this isn't a Hail Mary toss here when I chose the Blues. This is like a real deal matchup. I, I would imagine this goes seven, six, seven games. I like Vegas uh, for two reasons. I just think... Um, uh, you know, after that rough and tough series that they had, um, I think they'll be ready to play defense. I think this is a, a series they probably had marked on their calendars from the very beginning. And, you know, Colorado, for me, you know, they score in bunches, which is great. But they kind of remind me of the Penguins, where I don't know what their plan B is if things go to hell and things get tight. But they are just so good at outscoring their opponents that like I, I wouldn't be shocked if Colorado then beats up on Vegas but uh, you know real you know looking at it being realistic about this series I think a tighter low scoring series exactly what Vegas needs they have the goaltender to do it you know Fleury is just an unbelievable you know playoff goaltender he's uh, uh I can't believe Pittsburgh let him go and obviously if you look at what Pittsburgh needed last round Man, oh man, they sure needed goaltending. So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Vegas Golden Knights at plus 160. I never thought I'd get an elite team like that at plus 160, but I guess if you're facing the Colorado Avalanche, who are clearly the favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take that line all day, every day. So my pick, Vegas Golden Knights at plus 160 over the Colorado Avalanche, who are at minus 200. A little steep in my opinion. Then we are going to be moving to the south, or, you know, I guess they're the south. The Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Another series where I was shocked at, I was shocked at both teams and their ability not to close the other, their opponents out. So you had Carolina face off against the Nashville Predators. Uh, that went six games, and the Tampa Bay Lightning took the Florida Panthers, uh, Took them six games to you know wrap up that series. Both I thought would almost have sweeps, if not a gentleman sweep in five, but they they didn't. You know, looking at Tampa Bay, I know they might have the injury bug, which might hurt them. Uh, you know, but everything else seems seems to be in order. And I don't know if that was a a tougher Florida Panthers opponent than than they thought. But you know, overall, I was again I I never believed in the Florida Panthers. I I, I guess. Going six games with them is not the craziest thing in the world. But, you know, Tampa Bay was clearly the better team, and I thought they let them hang around a little bit too long. So um, a little worried about the Tampa Bay Lightning going into this series because I think it's going to be a little bit different. Carolina. I don't even know what to say with Carolina because analytically they absolutely demolished, demolished the Nashville Predators. It should not have gone uh, six games. It should have gone four, if not three. They should have honestly made Nashville just go home after three games. Like that's how lopsided this series was. But you let these teams hang around, and 
I don't know if it's a, a look-ahead match, knowing that they would be able to win, uh, you know, and advance to the next round with, you know, a little bit, you know, ease. But that, you know, that's concerning to me. I mean, the Nashville Predators are much worse than the Florida Panthers. And, you know, I, I don't like to go series to series, but Nashville was the worst team in the playoffs, in my opinion. And Carolina struggled with them at times. And that's definitely concerning for me when gambling. So, you know, I, I took the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're at minus one. I don't even have the lines up anymore. Hold on one second. The lines here were pretty fair. I, I thought they were, you know, like spot on. Um, here we go. Tampa Bay Lightning were minus 134. So, again, if you, you would have to bet $134 to win 100 And the Carolina Hurricanes were plus 110. So it would be $100 to win 110 Carolina being pretty much even money uh, kind of makes sense. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning... Uh, I mean, minus 134, I think is fair. I, I think you didn't see the utter dominance that I thought you'd see with the Tampa Bay Lightning around one. But, you know, they they showed that they were good enough and, and they and they put a, you know, decent Florida Panther team away. And, and uh, you know, I kind of like them to kind of roll into that. Um, you know, it, it, basically I expect this series almost to go the same way as the Tampa Florida did where, you know, Carolina wins a couple games and, and, and the Lightning, you know, finished them off. I, I expected more out of Carolina. Uh, I actually have them winning the Stanley Cup or going to the Stanley Cup Finals. The, them losing to Vegas uh, in the the NHL. Um, I don't even know what you call that. It was like the bracket challenge. Struggling here. Um, but the you know the Carolina Hurricanes again. I just expected more. Hopefully they switch it up another gear they're going to need it they're going to beat the tampa bay lightning tampa's very good and they can figure it out and they know they know how to win so again if if, if the hurricanes don't switch it into a, a different gear this is going to be tampa series to have and you know they will be going on to face off against the next uh series that i'll be talking about which is the boston bruins versus the new york islanders um for me, I think the the line says it all. The New York Islanders got lucky that they faced off against a really bad goaltender. And I took the Islanders last round. I believed in them. But they didn't show me shit. I mean, they should not even be in this round. Uh, if not for goaltending from the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, that series would have been over a long time ago. And, uh, you know, looking and talking about this uh, series right now after game one and Boston winning 5-2, that's exactly how I think the the rest of the series is going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes uh, four or a gentleman sweep at five. It's just you know Boston right now they're they're clicking on all cylinders. They found their game. Uh, the Taylor Hall trade looks better every single game. Just adds so much depth and and you know uh, they can come at you from so many different angles. A little worried about their collective defense. You know, when they go on and, and face either Tampa or Carolina and then eventually uh, Vegas or Colorado, um, them and Colorado would be a really, really interesting matchup. Just uh, I would like the overs in all, every single one of those games. And I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but, um, you know, looking at the, you know, the, the New York Islanders right now, 
man, they they have no plan B. It's it's they need to win the game two one one nothing, and, and hold on to and hold on to a early lead if they get it. But if they don't get it, man, it's it's over and it's over early. And you just saw it with Pittsburgh that this team really needs to bring in another another punch. You know, there's got to be with Barzell. There's got to be two lines that can put the puck in the net consistently. Um, I, I think their fourth line, you know, is great during the regular season. But are they dated? You know, they could be a little dated here. You know, do they need to add, you know, a little bit more of a dynamic uh, fourth line, like a different role player? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't really care because it's the Islanders. I'm a Rangers fan. So for me, I, I, I like the Boston Bruins. I want them to win. I think they are going to win. I took them even at the steep price of minus 225. The Islanders were plus 178. So again, it would take me $225 to win 100 against the New York Islanders, who were plus 178. So you bet $100 to win $178. I know I don't like steep, uh, steep lines, but I really do believe in the Boston Bruins this much. Uh, I'll take the 225, and uh, I'll risk that every day of the week with this team. I just think that they have so many threats, so many scoring uh, uh, so many scoring threats, and, and just the team right now that's clicking and running on all cylinders. What they did with the Washington Capitals was, was impressive. Uh, they caught my attention. Again, I took the Washington Capitals that series. So, uh, again, I was r- really thrown back to see how good Boston was in the playoffs. And <clears throat> I think they'll continue to roll right through the Islanders. Um, Islanders might get lucky, win one game at home. So I'll, I'll, I'll say Boston Bruins in 5, 31 nothing. Hey, hockey fans. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. You get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my feet. Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Looking at the North Division, looking at uh, the Winnipeg Jets, who have already advanced a uh, clean sweep against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I, I I think that obviously they fare better against Montreal because Montreal just doesn't have as many uh, pieces as Toronto does. But again, if 
a hot goaltender, Hellebuck, can shut down the scoring and limit their chances of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they got a shot. I mean, they did it against Connor McDavid and, and the Oilers. They could do it against Toronto. Uh, I don't think that's uh, out of the question. Uh, Montreal, though, again, a pesty team that, you know, grinds out their wins, uh, definitely has their, they have their faults. They have um, weaknesses for sure. And I think the Jets could potentially win. I wouldn't be worried if if either Toronto or, you know, the Habs win. Uh, I think the Jets are in a really good spot. Um, I would lean Toronto, obviously, for obvious reasons against the Jets. But I got to look at that line and see how it comes out. Uh, again, if the Jets are plus 150 or higher, I'm probably going to take them. It's just not worth it with Toronto and these crazy lines, you know. R- right now, if you took Toronto, they were heavy, heavy favorites. I took Montreal. It's it's not worth it, you know. It, these teams, uh, people get enamored with the incredible offense and, and uh, you know, their, their scoring abilities during the regular season. Playoffs are a different game. And obviously Colorado showed you how much of a beast they are on offense. But, um, you know, is it really worth spending all that money? And and what are you going to get with Toronto? You know, uh, Colorado, you can make the case. Boston, you can make the case. Um, But any other team besides those two right now in the playoffs, they worry me. And I would not, would not want to face the Jets right now. They're feeling themselves. They can play shutdown hockey. They can, you know, score enough goals to get by. And most importantly, they have a goaltender that, when he's hot, he's, you know, one of the best in the game. And um, he just seems to be one of the top goaltenders year in and year out. And he's part of that success. Another shocker is Neil Pionk is just like a fucking stud up in Winnipeg now. Uh, He was, I think, part of the Kevin Hayes trade around that time. But he was a solid defenseman with the Rangers. Uh, but good for him, you know, finding his, you know, his role and 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 his career right now with with Winnipeg. It's just it's off the charts right now, and I and I'm pulling for him. I like Winnipeg. I like the whiteout that they do. I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's it's pretty much all I got uh, from them. I don't have a, a a line or anything, but like I said, if it's 150 or above, I'd probably take the Jets, regardless if they're playing Montreal, Toronto. I'd love to see the line though. With Montreal, it's probably almost dead even at that point. Toronto would be, again, probably heavy favorites. They just fucking love Toronto. I can't stand them. I hope they lose. Um, I wrote a... That was a big um. You tried to limit them. Oh, jeez. Them sounds like them now. Um, I wrote a blog the other day about Connor McDavid and how it really affects all hockey fans that he's stuck in Edmonton and you know I kind of got some comments back that I agreed with but they thought they were like almost like critical of my article but I don't I don't think people understood it so my blog I wrote that you know I think all of us as hockey fans lose out when Connor McDavid gets ousted in the first round of the playoffs and I know he's playing for an organization that has been a shit show, that has not built a team around him. And I know there's people out there that believe that, excuse me, that you can't give two of your players that much percentage of the cap and expect to win. I would make the argument that uh, Chicago was able to do it uh, with with Kane and Taze. 
I mean, teams figure it out. Good players figure it out. Uh, I, I think it has more to do with the organization than I do of, of uh, it being a per percentage of cap that, you know, Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid make too much, so you can't build depth. I think that's false. I mean, they haven't even, you know, their draft capital has sucked. Or their what they've gotten out of the draft over the last 10 years has pretty much sucked. Um, they, they get nothing in the secondary rounds. I mean, they hit big with McDavid and Dreisaitl, but those, you know, those were two, you know, first rounders that were no brainers. You know, championships are won in the third, fourth, fifth round. You got to find these guys, and if you can't find them, you got to be able to bring them in. And and they haven't done either. And it's great in the regular season when you get again, you can outscore your problems. But things change in the in the playoffs, you know. Connor McDavid's not gonna, you know, either draw the penalty or, you know, uh, he's gonna be played a little bit more physical and and there's gonna be a little bit more clutching and grabbing and slows everything down. And when you slow down the only aspect of your hockey team that's a positive, you're not gonna win many hockey games. And they were not able to get the the job done against the Jets. I mean, it was a pathetic four games where they just collapsed and. They did nothing. You know, looking at the situation, though, a few people came at me and said, well, all-stars also need to play out west. I don't even know what that means. I agree with you. I don't, I don't give a shit where Connor McDavid actually plays. I'm just saying that the fact that he's playing in Edmonton right now is, is hurting, number one, his career, and number two, the fan experience. You don't think... The game would be more popular if you had fucking Connor McDavid versus Alexander Ovechkin in the Stanley Cup Finals, or you know, the Boston Bruins versus you know the Edmonton Oilers with the Connor McDavid and Drysital, and then you have Bergeron, Marchand, and uh, Pasternak on, on Boston. You don't think that narrative would be huge in the hockey world? It's crazy, and it sucks that he's stuck in a, a organization that has done absolutely nothing to help him you know it it sucks it's and i'm not saying that he needs to come play in new york or play on the east coast to be recognized as a great player and people to watch him and grow the game i'm just saying when it comes to the playoffs he should be fighting for a stanley cup he should not be one and done every single he won one playoff round and that's another thing too i i there that playoff win was so unmemorable i don't even know if that's a word but i just used it right now that was so unmemorable that that they beat the Sharks in 2017. Like, okay, I forgot. Who gives a shit? It proves my point that Connor McDavid is nothing in the playoffs. Like, there, there's nothing. There's no highlight reel. There's not like there's nothing. He's done nothing in the playoffs, and that's not a Connor McDavid problem. It's an NHL problem. It's an Edmonton Oiler problem. They need to figure it out, or he's going to be gone. And I'm not saying he needs to come to the East Coast. That's not what I'm saying. Because the same shit is happening with Eichel and Buffalo. East Coast team, same situation, except Buffalo might be a little worse because they're not even making the playoffs. They're like dead last in the league. Uh, uh, Eichel, he's going to be gone. And I don't care if he goes to place for the fucking Sharks, the Anaheim Ducks, or the LA Kings. I, I don't care. He can go play for the West Coast. It, but he needs to be fighting for a Stanley Cup every year. And I know you're probably saying, well, James, only like two two teams can get to go to the Cup Finals. I know, but the, I, there's no reason why, you know, 
like you can't eventually build a team to get to the Stanley Cup Finals when you have fucking McDavid and Dreisaitl, or if you have fucking Jack Eichel and you know Darlene. Like there, there's no reason that you can't keep building these organizations to eventually compete for Stanley Cups. You know they got to be able to like Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the world. He should be winning playoff rounds every single year. Like it should be a no brainer. And this is why like you know basketball. You know, LeBron James, you know, is going to be like going to the NBA finals every year. You know, he's the best player in the world. Connor McDavid, I'm not saying that he should, you know, be in the Stanley Cup final every year, but he should be winning rounds. He should win around almost every year. And, and, uh, you know, it's a shame that he's not. And it's hurting the product. Uh, it hurts, uh, you know, it hurts the, the person who wants to try to grow the game because, you know, that's a, it's an easy sell. You know, when you have the two of the best players going up against each other, it's an easy sell. It's an easy marketing scheme. It's a uh, easy write up. It's an easy blog. It's just you know the shit. Then the story just writes itself. You don't have to make up anything. And you know, it's it's a shame. It's a it's a shame. And you know, looking at the choices that a player like Eichel and McDavid have is like they have to leave, and it's a shame. It really is. Like, what else is going to change in in Edmonton? I mean, are you rebuilding again this year? Like, you're going and fighting with the same fucking pieces year in and year out. It's not like the team's getting better. It's like, well, James, you made it to the playoffs. It's like, right, you can throw fucking Connor McDavid on any team in the NHL. They're making the playoffs because he can do that type of shit in the regular season. He can't do it in the playoffs. And that's why he gets, you know, ousted either in the first round or in 2017 he wins a fucking round against the Sharks. Great. Great. I'm glad that I was judged on that that part of the article. Man, my voice is it's going. But uh let's look at tonight's games. Right now we have the Tampa Bay and Carolina. They're going on right now. And then we got the Juggernauts, Vegas and Colorado. Um, again, you know, to kind of circle back around to, you know, the gambling aspect, you know, I, <clears throat> I can't remember so many overtime games in the playoffs. It, it's just crazy. And and maybe because it was, uh, the bubble last year and I was just so, so appreciative of, of having hockey back that I didn't really look at that aspect, but man, oh man, I mean, Carolina and Nashville, they went to like four consecutive overtime games. I think it was either three or four. Like that's incredible. That's like you know, I hate the I hate the term free hockey, but I mean, it really is. I mean, there's nothing better than overtime hockey in the playoffs. There's just nothing better. And the fact that so many of these games have been going to overtime, um, just nail biters, has been awesome. Uh, now the second round matchups, all of these matchups are awesome. I think the weakest one will be the Islanders Boston, only because I think Boston will wipe the floor with New York. But uh, the North Division, when that gets settled, round two is going to be awesome. Tampa Bay, Carolina, obviously the two juggernauts from the South. Um, you know they're going to be that's going to be an awesome matchup. Then of course I think everyone uh, that's a hockey fan knew this series was coming. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Vegas Golden Knights versus the Colorado Avalanche. This is going to be I think the team whoever comes out of this series will be in the Stanley Cup. So. Uh, Definitely have to have your eyes glued to the TV for that one. It's going to be a great matchup. So that's all I have for you. I went 27 minutes and 35 seconds talking a little gambling. 
little playoff preview. I got no no Rangers news. Uh, eventually, I think I hope they name a head coach soon. Um, I'm not really sure what the odds have changed with that, but I still think um, Gallant is still the favorite. So we'll see. No news is good news, I guess, for the New York Rangers right now. And uh, next week, uh, I'll, you know, I'll be back with Andy, and uh, we'll be discussing probably more NHL playoffs and if there's any little news with the Rangers in terms of, you know, signing or or draft hype, and you know, the draft is right around the corner. So, or the, I'm sorry, the draft lottery is right around the corner. The draft is not till uh, after. So. And the lottery, I mean, geez, the Rangers, lotto luck, who knows? Maybe we'll be drafting first overall. I don't even know if that's possible anymore. I don't even know if the rules changed. Andy will probably have that all, all that information for you. But everyone, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I guess at this point it's over, so sorry. Enjoy work uh, if this is Tuesday morning for you. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.